With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, indeed. It is the big broadcast. Coast to coast and bottom to bottom. Check out JiggyJaguar.com for more information. Also, iHeartRadio. Find us on TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, Twitch live streaming our Sunday radio broadcast each and every week. Social media as well. You can do all that on our app at JiggyJaguar.com. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners before we get to our second segment here on Transmedia Worldwide. PetStoreAndMore.com. You know I love the pets. You see them all on Instagram and Facebook and everything. But I know that lots of the fans and the folks, they love pets as well. It's an online pet store offering pet accessories, pet supplies for pets both large and small. You can find everything for horses, reptiles, fish, cats, dogs, and more. Find it now at PetStoreAndMore.com. That's PetStoreAndMore.com. We'll spell it for you. P-E-T-S-T-O-R-E-N-M-O-R-E dot C-O-M. That's PetsAndMore.com. PetStoreAndMore.com. PetStoreAndMore.com. We're going to say it one more time for you. PetStoreAndMore.com. Hello. Good afternoon, Geraldine Hughes. It's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview about redemption, the truth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, actually. We have got a great guest with us today. Geraldine Hughes joins us behind the Michael Jackson molestation allegations, redemption, the truth, and a fantastic guest with us today. Geraldine, there is a lot going on with uh, with these Leaving Neverland uh, documentaries and some of these different things in the news. Uh, give us your thoughts on, on, on these guys. Well, my position hasn't changed since 1993. In 1993, I worked for the attorney who framed Michael Jackson of these charges, and I'm an eyewitness to the real story, which was an extortion scheme. So I've been saying since 93 that Michael was not a child molester, and I still stand on that. The documentary didn't change any uh, my perspective or it didn't change my uh, belief that Michael was the victim of an extortion and that the, extor- and that the child molestation allegations was manufactured to just to extort money from him because the young, the young men that are claiming this now, it's all about money now. It's always been about money. We, we haven't had a victim come forward yet that said, I want justice. A true uh, victim of, peta, of uh, you know, child molestation or child, any form of child abuse, when they come forward, they pretty much want justice. But for some reason, these accusers that have come against Michael, they, they have not gone after justice. 
The only thing they want is money. We've got a great guest with us today. Joins us live here in our broadcast, Geraldine Hughes. And uh, so, so what, why why are these guys back uh, back here in the news and everything with with Michael being gone as long as he has been? Well, because if you uh, follow the facts and and not their story, you'll find out that they had at one time they had careers. Michael helped them with their careers. They had, you know, opportunities that they never would have had. And I, I really think that because Michael is not here to help them with their careers, their careers are failing. Um, Wade uh, Robson, which is the main uh, one here in this new allegation, he wanted to uh, be the choreographer for the Michaels uh, One, the Circle Lay show, and he applied for it. And he didn't get it. And the reason, you know, what people need to know is that the reason he didn't get it is because he lied about his experience. And so when they found out that he hadn't, he wasn't all that he represented, he didn't get the job. And then we're finding out that right after he didn't get the job, that's when he uh, he filed the lawsuit against Michael's estate. And he's sitting there saying it's not about money, but that lawsuit that he filed was a $1.5 billion lawsuit. That's a lot of money for somebody to be charging somebody, and you haven't lost a life, you haven't lost a foot or a finger, but you're going after the estate. Well, that got thrown out. And so now this is their last-ditch effort is the documentary, I believe. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live in her broadcast. Geraldine Hughes is with us. And uh, this is a uh, Michael Jackson still in the news after all these years. Why do you think Michael is... Uh, Still in the news after all these years. Well, Michael is still, uh, even though he's gone, and God bless his soul, he's, he was, is and was the greatest entertainer that has ever lived. He was worldwide, a phenomenon worldwide. His music is still out there, even though this is the year that we were pretty much uh, acknowledging his 10 year, the anniversary of his 10 years for, uh, since his death. And he's more alive now than he, he, as he was when he was living. And I don't think no other artist has reached that plateau that he has, that he's a worldwide, uh, you know, uh, the greatest entertainer that has ever lived. And even in his death, he's still just as much as, as alive because of his music. People loved his music, loved his dance, loved his, uh, you know, people uh, seem to feel uh, failed to realize that he was the greatest uh, uh, giver. He was a philanthropist. He gave so much to this world, to mankind. And, you know, he was just known in so many different categories. It's hard to forget him. And But they finding out that there's still a market uh, available, and that is lies and propaganda. And I really do believe that's what's going on right now. But if you just look at the man, Michael Jackson, I mean, he's worthy to be honored. He, he shouldn't be, you know, going through this. His family and his children shouldn't be subjected to what's going on. He should be honored for what he has done and the contributions that he has made to mankind. 
We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. The uh, fantastic, fantastic Geraldine Hughes. She's with us today, and she joins us here in our broadcast. She was the legal secretary for the attorney that represented the 1993 accuser's father. She was an eyewitness to the extortion scheme that launched the false allegations against Michael Jackson. She wrote a book called Redemption, the truth behind the Michael Jackson allegations. She's been supporting MJ's innocence since 1993 and admittedly claims that MJ's MJ is not a child molester, but was in fact a victim of false allegations. Now, after seeing the uh, the Wade Robinson Sundance documentary, Leaving Netherland, um, this this thing is uh, very interesting. Um, what, what, what do you think the reaction is going to be when this uh, comes out on on TV? Well, they already aired it. They started with part one aired on Sunday night, and then they just finished airing part two on Monday last night. Um, There's a lot. It's probably the most talked about. I'm told that for HBO, it's their largest viewership that they've had in a long time, if ever. And, um, you know, there's a lot lot going on because I did get the opportunity. I went and saw it at Sundance, so I kind of knew ahead of time what was going to uh, come out of it. Um, and I just think that it was, it's a very craft, it, it was the most craftiest put together documentary because a documentary is usually bringing both sides to the table. This documentary only brings the accuser and his family. There's no, uh, they didn't weigh the other side. They didn't weigh, you know, give family or the attorneys of the estate a chance to put some input. It's a one-sided documentary that's really much, pretty much designed to just manipulate you into thinking that Michael was a child molester and they're making money off of that scenario all by itself there's no counter there they didn't even you know they're not even telling the real story about the accusers they're sitting there saying it's not about money they didn't bring up that well what about the 1.5 billion dollar lawsuit that you launched against the estate you know what about the book that you tried to shop that no publisher would pick up what about all the lies oh this is a point i've got to make okay go ahead jump in there Pardon? I said, go ahead, jump in there. Tell us all about it, my friend. Yeah, listen, listen. The young man that the main uh, man in this documentary, both of them were the main witness. Well, one was definitely the main witness, defense witness that professed Michael's innocence on the 2005 trial. But he didn't just profess it then. He was also called on the grand jury in 1993. And he said Michael did nothing. And then he took the stand in 2005. But we found out that he didn't just take the stand. He went through grueling, a grueling investigation by three investigators as well as the police department. And that was before he took the stand. Then when he got on the stand, he not only gave his story, but he he withstood uh, a cross-examination by Ron Zonin. That was one of the best prosecutors that have, you know, he goes down as one of the best prosecutors. He withstood that, and then you get off the witness stand after professing that Michael, not only that he didn't molest you, but that he never touched you inappropriately. And then 10 years down the line, now all of a sudden you're saying he did. That's the problem, everybody. The documentary was well-made into enticing you or manipulating you into believing Michael did something. 
But the problem people have with that documentary is that he professed Michael did nothing for so long, and now all of a sudden you're changing your story now? We have got a great guest with us today, Geraldine Hughes, with us today. She joins us live here in our program, and uh, she is pretty damn amazing. She is really motivated to get the uh, get the truth out there about Michael Jackson, and uh, Geraldine Hughes with us today here on our broadcast. Now, um, with, with uh, this first allegation in 93 against MJ, uh, what was some of the different uh, things at the time that uh, you thought didn't add up or or what have you? Well, I was working on the inside of the attorney's office that represented the first accuser's father. So I'm seeing on the inside what was going on and, you know, the timelines and everything. But the, I, I think the main thing was that when Chandler first came to our office for representation with the attorney, he was not, he didn't, wasn't saying anything about child molestation. He wanted $20 million to make a movie and he needed to figure out a way to get that from Michael Jackson. And that was it. He was like, uh, you know, my attorney was the one that queried the, the, uh, the Abrams, uh, the psychologist. And the only thing we typed on that letter was that there's a there's a uh, an adult male that's spending a lot of time with the child, and you know what do you think about it? Well, his answer was, I cannot give a conclusive answer because I need to speak with the boy. He said so until I speak with the boy, I cannot. He said I would have reason to be concerned, but I can't give you a conclusive answer. Do you know that letter that that dentist, I mean, excuse me, that that psychologist uh, answered or responded to them with is the only thing that they had when they went to Michael Jackson to try and get the $20 million uh, with their suspicion that he's molesting the boy. All they had was a rebuttal letter from a psychologist to their initial query. That was it. That was all they had. They had nothing else. Wow. That is Geraldine Hughes. She's with us today here in our program, and uh, she's got a fantastic book, Redemption, The Truth Behind the Michael Jackson Allegations. If uh, MJ was innocent, why did he settle his civil lawsuit in 94, and why did he pay $20 million? Give us details on this. Okay, well, first of all, he didn't pay $20 million. Not one dime of that settlement money came out of Michael's pocket. His insurance company paid it. He, uh, Johnny Cochran came in, uh, when Johnny Cochran came into the case, you know, his only goal was to settle it because they, they had filed some motions and the motions were not, uh, Michael didn't win on these motions. Two of them, he should have won. One motion had to do with preference and preferences. When you ask a judge, uh, I need this tried now, you know, as opposed to later, because it's supposed to be when it's involving uh, a minor that's so young that he won't remember or an, an elderly person that's so old that their memory is deteriorating. Well, this young boy was 13 at the time. He didn't, he was, he didn't fit in either category, but they granted him the ability to go forward with that civil case uh, while the criminal case was still open. And the other uh, motion that they lost was when they asked the court, could they, uh, um, Oh, that was it, was that the civil case, um, they were trying to put the civil case at bay 
um, while the criminal case was still going, and he allowed the civil case to still go forward, even though the criminal case had not ended, that's unconstitutional, and it never happens like that. So at that point, an attorney has to, when they see that the court isn't ruling in their favor, it's an attorney's job to tell the client, well, it looks like the judge may not be giving us, you know, fair rulings here or may not be ruling in our favor. So settlement is the, the way out, you know, when, when attorneys, you know, when they determine that. And so uh, when they made that determination that they were going to settle the case, they, all, they got with the insurance company. I remember them going back and forth with the insurance company. And they, when they found out that the insurance company was going to pay the claim, that's when they decided to settle the case. And from the inside, all I saw was them motioning Michael's money. They wanted to know where his money was at, how much money he made, uh, uh, you know, what was his sources of income. That's all they were motioning on the inside was they were trying to go after his money. That was it. We have got Geraldine Hughes with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. She has a fantastic book, Redemption, The Truth Behind the Michael Jackson Allegations. She's with us today here in our broadcast. Why do you think that MJ's not a pedophile, and why does he get this reputation? I believe Michael Jackson is not a pedophile because, first of all, he had an undying love for children. He didn't just have an undying love for little cute kids that were in the industry. When Michael built that Neverland Ranch, I mean, I've spoken to people that actually worked there and was told that Michael busted loads of kids used to come from schools, from underprivileged uh, communities. He, he would bring kids there that were in the hospital, that were, you know, uh, sick, and he also brought kids there that were dying almost on their deathbed. Michael loved children. He had a great love for children, and he did so much for children all over the world. He was uh, known for whenever he would go on a tour, he always made them find out what hospitals were in the country or in the community, and then in between uh, his tour, he would go there, visit the children. We see so much footage of that. He never wanted recognition because that was his love. He had a genuine love. Nobody that loves children like that, nobody that has that kind of heart for kids, not just um, kids that are cute but hurting kids, dying kids, nobody that loves It's going to, when Michael looked in the camera and said, I would slit my wrist before I would hurt a child, he meant that. He had an undying love. So that's why I don't believe that he was a, a child molester because not one credible witness ever came forward to, to, to prove it. There's never been no proof, you know. He, was, he went under the investigation of the L.A. County Sheriff, the L.A. County Police, Santa Barbara County Sheriff, Santa Barbara County Police. We found out later even there was even a 10-year probe on him from the FBI. And then he went to trial on a bogus case. That case didn't have never, he never should have been arrested behind that case. But Snedden was so bent on proving that he was right and Michael was a molester. He just took anything that he could take to arrest him and to bring him up on charges. When we got to the end of that trial, Michael shouldn't have never been arrested uh, on that case. So there's never been anyone credible. The people, the kids that he did hang with that were credible, like Macaulay Calkins, like Corey Feldman, like uh, uh, that Barnes young man, these are kids that he hung with too. They don't need money. 
You know, they don't need any fame or notoriety, and they stick with that. They still stand by their story that Michael was the kindest. He was the most gentlest. He was a giver. He gave to everybody, you know, and just nobody that meets that description is going to hurt a child. You know, these people that are making the accusations, they want money. They don't even, they're not even going after justice. That's not a true victim. Uh, that's a true money grubber. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Uh, Redemption, the truth behind the Michael Jackson allegations. Geraldine Hughes with us today here in our program. On our next segment, we've got Antoinette Kurtz locked and loaded. We're going to get to her here in just a few. Now, um, Geraldine, before we let you go, uh, how do we find you online, social media, pick up your book, everything, my friend. How do we find you? Okay. Um, my book, Redemption, The Truth Behind the Michael Jackson Child Molestation Allegation, is still available on Amazon.com. And on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Geraldine Hughes. You can find me um, uh, on Facebook. <laughs> I try and, you know, I have, I'm connected with uh, the fan base. So I try and, you know, I do try and make myself available as far as uh, social media uh, because a lot of people are following a lot, you know, a lot of the work that I do uh, concerning Michael's innocence. They like to follow me on that. But uh, we're we're working on a documentary regarding my book, and we also have in the wings working on a movie on it as well too. So uh, those are two things that you know for everyone to look forward to. That we want to get the truth out there. We want the world to hear the true story of how the uh, allegations began. They began as a result of an extortion, and that's it. We've got Geraldine Hughes with us today. And Gerald, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.